Okay, so I'll give you sort of a, a rough idea about what goes on on the show. Um, it's about 60 minutes. That's why it's called Happy Hour. And uh, the basic format is there's not one. We just turn on the mics, and then about 60 minutes later, we turn them off. What do you mean about 60 minutes? Well, it could, it could be a little shorter if we're in a hurry. Do you have an appointment? During no, I just, you know, I want to make sure you're you not care. hustling me. Okay. No, we'll try, I'll try and get you your money's worth. We have got a couple of things to do first. Somebody has to do this Hangover Destroyer ad for me, so we can put it in at the beginning of the show. Damien, are you the, got the best voice over here? Perhaps. Really? Ooh. Ah, okay, well, so scoot in. I guarantee you. So does everyone know each other? This is Frank Skurlock, hey, nice Katrina Cerny, yeah, Michael Kane, Damien Williams, and this is Andrew Duhon, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I know you as a musician. Not Co-host, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Michael, what are you saying that you never listened to the show ever? Pardon me? You're saying you've never listened to the show? I do, I just know him as a musician. You've been, you've been on the show. I know. Twice, I think. I know. Yeah, and once I saw you also, on once donuts, I saw you yeah. on the donut show. Yeah. Because well, the, you, the food show. The food show, Ray, Ray and Margot's yeah. food show. Yeah. What's it called? Midnight Menu Plus One. Yep. Because yep. you opened a donut shop. We did, yep. Are you nice. st- do you still have it? Uh, we're still doing pop-up right now, but uh, we're hopefully closing finally on a, on a, on a uh, solid location. What's it, what was it called again? Upper Nine Donut Company. Upper Nine Donut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so. But we're still at Tracy's. I thought you were going to open a place downtown or something. We uh, we did for three months at uh, Sound Cafe, but uh, just, what happened? Uh, yeah, a combination of factors that just didn't work out with the the, not the, the lease in the long term. What? So. Not enough people buying donuts or uh, price point too low? Fr- no, Frank will help you. <laughs> no, it was more. It was more. Uh, uh, Traffic, you know, we were. It's, it's a tough four, location. It was the ratio, I should say. We had plenty of donuts being sold, but the ratio of the donuts per rent was not feasible for us. Oh. So. That's a nice way of saying about selling enough donuts. In a way, that's I what I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Where was the location? But right now we're just doing Saturday. But where where was that? You uh, it was a Sound Cafe at uh, I want to say twenty some hundred uh, Charter Street. Right. It's uh, on a tough block of Charter. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of nobody. Yeah stops there. All right. I love the little coffee shop. Yeah. What about much like an ice cream van? You get like an ice cream man, but you're like the donut man van and you kind of pull through the street, but instead of playing like a kitschy, stupid little jingly song, you play like some Isaac Hayes slow jam (laughs) in the morning, (laughs) you know, like 9 a.m. And you're just cruising through with some warm donuts, man. I would, I would wake up and like, "Mm -hmm." did you make a lavender cream donut or there was some kind of lavender... We haven't had lavender. We did a uh, um, a it? candied thyme with a lemon cream. I think that was it. That's that nice. Was, it's that been a while, pe- but wow. I just realized I, I yeah. had one of your donuts. Uh, was heavenly. Yeah. What was it called? <laughs> candied thyme. Candied thyme topping uh, with a uh, lemon cream mousse inside. Inside. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm. Powdered sugar. People used to get really weird on that donut. <laughs> it is freaky. <laughs> That's a good slogan. People get weird on our donuts. <laughs> Katrina, you've got a pretty sexy sounding voice as well. You could do our Hangover Destroyer ad if you want as well. You know, I think Damien's a little more practiced with really? the microphone. Yeah. You've got a nice voice. What sort of accent is that? Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you have picked I mean, that? No, but you could use like more than one as, you know. We could do two. Stock. We could yeah. do two and keep the one that, you know, or yeah. use them in different weeks. For next week when, yeah, no, right. when nobody sounds good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it. You want to do both each? You can have to read this here, this copy for Hangover Destroyer. You can have a read through it before we do it if you like. Mm-hmm. Frank, are you, do you feel left out? You want to do one as well? I'm good. You sure? I'm along for the ride. I'm, I'm good. There we go. Okay, that sounds good. But, uh, yeah, whatever is needed. 
We can do it. Okay. Well, we, everybody can do like a line. True. Okay, Katrina, give it true. a shot. And then just edit it together. Yeah. yeah, we can put it there. Chris can fix it up and post. Let's see how it sounds. Okay. Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. Okay, I like that. That's a keeper. Thank you very much. I love those products, too. Katrina Cerny. They can work. Her very first voice ever. Okay, Damien, you want to try it? I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. Okay. Damien, have you ever done any voiceover work before first? Because we don't, we're not paying you, you realize that. Uh, yeah. You look like sort of a professional. It's kind of funny. I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what worries me. Who did you do stuff for? Uh, Cox's in-house advertising agency, cable rep. Really? Mm-hmm. Hey, you have to get in on the mic a wee bit, I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Okay. I do what, what do you do for them? Uh, customer, the? client relations, script writing, and voiceovers. So those ads that you see on the... On the uh-huh. In, bet- in between television shows. But on all sorts of channels on Cox or just there? Mm, yeah, because they interrupt uh, programming from other um, places and other programmers and insert the local commercials mm-hmm. there. And what, so what were some of the ones that you did? Uh, do you still do it? See. No, 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 not anymore. That was years ago. Let's see. Sun Premium Financing, City Page, a lot of places that were around before Katrina, ah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I wonder if that was a curse if they got wiped out because no, they were no, advertising no, no. on cops. Because there was a lot of other business. Curse and of the host, voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hangover Destroyer. It's kind of How did you get that gig? It sounds like a pretty good... VO. Uh, friend of a friend. Who, who, who was did, actually did, there. Did you go to like broadcasting school or something? Uh, no. Full no, sale? No. At the time, oh, I nice. was actually at uh, UNO. Yeah, communications and business management. And, right. and that switched to sociology and a couple of other things. Jesus, that's even, I mean, communications, you've got a shot at getting a job. Sociology, what the hell is that? <laughs> but it's interesting to study people. Is that sociology? I thought that was psychology. Well, sociology, the kids, they play video games with the, the philosophy kids until it's time for them to go to their pizza job, which the philosophy kids don't even have. This is true. There were a lot of hours spent at the Cove. <laughs> and now UNO is like shutting down, by the way. Yeah, I've heard. It's actually quite sad because that's going to cause a huge void. There's yeah. no, you know, middle ground university in New Orleans at this point. You know, Delgado. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but being, you know, on one end of it and Tulane and Loyola being on another end, mm. it's going to... Are you saying it's the financial end or the academic end? Uh, financially and uh, academically in mm. some ways, although there was a point when UNO was actually one of the better uh, colleges in the city, you know, without, of course, paying $500,000 at right. the end of your five <laughs> or six years or however long it took you to actually go. Did any of you guys go to school here, Frank? Did you? I did. I went to Loyola for a year in communication. Awesome. And then also awesome. jumped up to Baton Rouge for a little bit. Gotcha. And after three round trips and one day to Baton Rouge, I decided to start work. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was like three days. Three round trips three in round one day. And one da- in one, in day. one day. Oh, in one no. day. Why would you have done three round trips in a day? I was shooting a commercial. I was going to a board meeting. I think I had exams. And then uh, I was actually a disc jockey at some bars up in Baton Rouge where I finished it off. And mm. I woke up the next morning and said, never again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, never again to a lot of things, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good. So you were a disc jockey. So you should do the Hangover Destroyer ad as well. Then. I, I could. Okay. Oh, so you yeah, kept that. was exactly quiet dark horse yeah actually it was more on the music side uh, back in the 80s just, uh, there was a really hot uh, 
college bar here called Shanahan's. That was one, <laughs> uh, and I used to do that. Yeah. What's so funny about it? Awesome. I remember the place. That yeah, was the, in they th- had one here and one up in Baton Rouge. I was one of the lead disc jockeys in Baton Rouge, and on the holiday season, I'd come down to New Orleans, and it was kind of an underage drinking place in New Orleans when mm-hmm. the legal drinking age was 18. Mm-hmm. So you started at 15. <laughs> And it wasn't fun anymore at 18. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, did you, did you grow up here, Michael, as well? I did not. Because you're a big drinker, right? I am a big drinker. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, actually, my, one of my donut partners has a similar story of hanging out at Bud Rips. He was a uh, he was uh, uh, he was uh, an Araby boy, and uh, plenty of years, 14 on, spent at Bud Rips. Well. <laughs> and talking of booze, Katrina, you're you've got like a you brought a bunch of booze with you. You see, you see. I did, but um, more along the vein of conversation, I went to Carbondale in Southern Illinois, SIU, which is a notorious party school. Um, And when I got there, I was 18, of course. Drinking age was 21, but bar age was 18. How do you figure that? I know. It was a bit of a trap. Yeah. You could go into a bar at 18, but you couldn't drink for three more years? Yep. You weren't supposed to drink, so you would get like tapped on the shoulder. Did you go there? Yeah. No, I just you know this is this is the story of every college. Every college is a notorious party college, right? <laughs> okay, well I I guess yeah maybe um, it's a little bit in the shadows of of these colleges, but um, especially back in that day, it was it was just kind of known. But it, I guess it was because of that reason because they let the kids in the bars, so. Yeah. I mean, you'd get served, and then you would get uh, a ticket. You'd get an underage drinking ticket. What a bizarre system. Yeah, was that like a money-making record? I could imagine yeah. they doing that here in New Orleans. But Minor in possession is what they called it. Really? Minor in possession? Well, yeah. well yeah. you see, there are universities that are like that, but when the entire city is like that in every bar at that point, yeah, I forget how many years ago it was, you know, 18 to get in, 21 to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was that ambiguous, well, why are you here? Well, I don't know. Just hanging out. Right. My friends are here. Right. Yes. That was always a good one. Hanging out <laughs> with older people. Okay, Damien, give that a shot, that hangover destroyer. Let's hear a right. professional take. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I can still do this. Put on uh, my Gary Owens voice. Hangover destroyer. The only <laughs> natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to hangover destroyer website. H destroyer. Uh, that's oh, right. that was so right. nice, yeah. too. Yeah. I screwed it up. I screwed it up. H, what is that? Hdestroyer.com? Or how would that be? Yeah, Hdestroyer. Oh, okay. Cool you could say Destroyer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably make us do it again at Hangover Destroyer. <laughs> These people need Hangover Destroyer. We can't leave them hanging. You should right. try it's it, funny. actually. You should try this Hangover Destroyer, you guys. Well, okay. I'm thinking about it. I had no idea of this. Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer. Seize the dawn. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Yep. Guys? It's great. Okay, to keep it? Okay, I'll, Frank, I'll we have pass. to do it right. Oh, you know, yeah, you have oh, to do okay. it now. Oh, now okay. the challenge is on. <laughs> oh, boy. You need to sound like perfect. Uh, Can you need glasses? See. I do. Wait, you want to borrow mine? Oh, shit. You uh, just no, dropped them. It's okay. They're, they're available. So look at your color coding. Look, you're on purple today. Is it for Mardi Gras? It's continuation of 12th Knife. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm How gonna, long I, is 12th? I have to have, uh, I want to have a 
some type of purple on every day between now and Mardi Gras day. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Well, cool. now you got a purple T-shirt, a purple shirt, and purple shoes. Purple iPhone that's case. That's all that's visible. And an iPhone case. Yes. And you yes. have purple underwear. Uh, Is I've that what known. you're suggesting? Yes. Uh, you ought to see the pants I had on and the jacket I had on the other night. Yes. Okay. It's very festive. Mm. Well, this is pretty festive for a given, yeah, you know, that's, drab. That's how, that's how it works. It's nice. It's Mardi Gras. Got to live life today. Yeah, okay. 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 I, um, and you got hmm. a purple hat that the Hangover Destroyer coffee is sitting in. That's I'm, it's very... A, it's a good holder. Artsy. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's see. Uh, okay, here we go, folks. Hangover Destroyer, the only natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. Seize the day. Uh, no, it sees the dawn. I Say sees the dawn again. We can, we can cut that in. Seize the dawn. Michael, you don't want to do one, do you, as well? I'm an artist. You can if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a visual artist. I, I barely know yeah. my own words to my songs. Okay. So. <laughs> you take songwriting pretty seriously, though, I thought. Songwriting? Yeah. Singing is another thing. <laughs> It's a, is it really? What's the connection? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I do my best. So. Okay. Hey, listen, are you ready to kick off here? Let's do it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah, oh, look at this beautiful looking guitar. What is this? Thank you. Uh, jazz Master. Jazz Master. Okay. So I need something sort of Jazz Mastery <laughs> to talk over. If I can find the chord. Oh, dear. There's a chord sticking out of the amp. Uh, yeah, and there's another one that's... Oh, oh, I see. Got it? Got it now. Let's hope. Not very professional. No, it's all right. Well, we haven't actually started officially, so. Let's see. Okay. So, yeah, something like, uh, I don't know what, jazzy, you think? I would say bouncy jazzy. Bouncy jazzy, okay. I like the word bouncy. You do? I do. It runs in the family. Uh, wait till they hear why. Okay. That's our mascot, actually. is bouncy. I hear a buzzing sound. Does anybody hear that? Yeah. Sure do I. Uh -oh. Lovely. All right. Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows. On the podcast network, it's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans. And this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar, Today we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a restaurant and a bar serving handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White, who's a super genius, puts fine dining into a sandwich. And if you think that's just some sort of a bullshit slogan, it isn't. It's the real deal. Chef Kevin was a real fancy chef in New York City. He worked with Mario Batali before he moved to New Orleans and opened this restaurant, Wayfair. And everything in a sandwich tastes like an, a, a, a meal, like a real awesome meal. 
I know you're looking at me like saying, are you fucking crazy? What can you do? I looked at the menu. It's awesome. Wait till you try <laughs> yep. the sandwiches here. They have an awesome happy hour as well for three hours every single day from four to seven where drinks are cheap. And uh, come down here and check it out. It's on Fred Street. Our theme song today is being played by Damien Williams, who's also a member of the band The Parishioners, along with Michael Kane. Damien, thank you very much. We can probably fade that out quietly now. While nice I, and easy, though. Nice and easy. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, nice. Ooh, thank you very much yeah. for imp- our improvised theme song of the day, Bouncy Jazz. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Michael Kane and Damien Williams are in a band called The Parishioners, which is a New Orleans band who play a blend of rock and Americana with an emphasis on good lyrics, it says here. Is that right? Uh, I wouldn't say good lyrics. Shitty lyrics. <laughs> I can say that again with an emphasis on shitty lyrics. What would you? How would you describe it? Uh, no, I, I try to take my craft as seriously as I can. I try to tell a story more than trying to rhyme words or you know talk about right. huge ass beers, things like that. Huge ass beer. Yeah. You know, okay. Not, that, not too. Uh, <laughs> that would be a good title for a song or an album, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says here that uh, that the sound of your band has sometimes been described as gothic Americana. Yeah, that's I, interesting. I, to be honest with you, I coined the term just for reviewers to have something to call us. Idiots like me who say, what kind yeah. of music? How would you call? <laughs> what do you call that music? What are your influences it's, it's, and where'd you get the name? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we kind of both grew up in a goth punk kind of scene and what we're doing is completely different, but the, uh, the lyrical content tends to be kind of dark. So that's well, why. You know. Should we take a listen to something that you've been? Yeah, let's kick it off. Let's see that. what a gothic Americana yeah. is all yeah. about. Okay. Oh, well, uh, let me grab <laughs> the guitar. Okay. And start yeah, off right away. Well, no, we weren't going well, to, but what the hell? Amongst yourselves, and we can okay. introduce. Yeah, I can one. talk about the album. The album is that your yeah. debut album is called Between Piety and Desire. It's well, actually, actually not the debut album. It's but not. You might as well call it because no one knows who we are anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> what What was the name of the debut album? Uh, putting the past to rest. Okay. So, well, that's uh, strange because I got this information. Well, I didn't actually, but yeah. this information came off your website. And uh, I didn't think oh, it Oh, yeah, that was off the review. Uh, it doesn't uh, say anything Keenan, on yeah. the website about there being a first album, as far as I. I'll, I'll I would have stolen it then, by now. So, yeah. Um, I'll double check on it's that. It's one of those journalistic that, that was, reviews yeah. where they don't yeah. get everything right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And there were, right. Plenty, there were plenty of those that yeah. happened. But I would have yeah. definitely stolen or streamed that album by now if it was available. Is oh, it still out? Yeah. Is it out in the world still? It's still out in the world, yeah, definitely. So What's it called? Uh, putting, putting the past, putting the past to, rest. to rest. Yeah. But uh, Piety Desire, uh, between the Piety and Desire, it was, uh, I would say, a, a big big leap from, from that first album. Okay. So. Damien, you weren't in the band at that time when they did that no, first album. No, I don't remember no, meeting no. you back in the day then. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Well, Michael, go. grab a guitar. Yeah, well, Graham, I'll hand it to you. Sounds good. That's our fabulous producer right behind you there, Graham DePonte. She would. Ah. Oh. Man, every time that door opens, it's like fucking one degree outside. Chilly in New Orleans for once. Huh? It sure seems like it. I heard it might sleet this evening. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Mm, really? Are you biking anywhere? Uh, no, well, last night it was 20 something. 20s. 625 and something. Right. Wow. Okay. One second. What's happened, Michael? Oh, you've got a piece of paper. No, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on one second. Do you need a lyric sheet? Uh, This is my big idea for. Hi, Katrina. Do you want to play something? (laughs) I couldn't. Do you want to have a shot? Come on. (laughs) Can you play like one chord? (laughs) I don't think so. You never played anything ever. Frank, have uh, you ever played the guitar? I have not. Uh, this could be a big opportunity to start a band. That's just weird. Try it. Just try to give it a it shot. Well, How hard right? could... Oh, he's back. I okay. know it, but I don't. But you lost your lyrics and now you can't do a song? I uh, know. It's a, it's a crutch, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Well, if you forget the lyrics, we can make them up. That's true. And I might. I do that. Okay. It's actually really good at it. <laughs> okay. That was interesting seeing a, uh, like someone put a guitar on left-handed. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like watching the Beatles. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. so different. Wow. No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's weird because, you know, sometimes we get, we take crutches, you know. But, you like, uh, because he, it's not being he's filmed. Ma- he's McCartney-esque. He actually sings in French, too. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, this one's called New Orleans, New Year's Eve. Um, this is the I penned it last year because it was such a shitty night. I didn't even go out. and uh, So, anyway, we'll give it a shot. Okay. And I'll make up the words if I forget it. All right, ready? Uh, this is going to be the very close version, which means we're going to do this a couple times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Providence. Yes. yes. <laughs> Happy okay. New Year. Yeah, Frank, what did you think? Oh, that was awesome. That was, yeah. that was good stuff. Reminds me, I'm reliving New Year's Eve for the third time this week. <laughs> 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 Katrina, what did you think? Come on in. Sounded great. The, uh, yeah, and timely. And I remember last New Year's Eve, it was terrible. Yes. What happened? It was freezing and raining and, oh. and right. It was just horrible. It was horrible. Bummer of a New Year's. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No you fireworks. No. Couldn't even front. see the fireworks up. It was so foggy, if you recall. That's right. It was crazy. Ah, I forgot about that. What did you do this year, Frank? For the uh, actually, I was downtown, uh, watched the fireworks. Uh, I actually had never been to Masquerade before, at the at Harris. And oh, the there, club. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a room downtown, and uh, it was just fun. It was a lot of a lot of fun. What did you do that qualified as a lot of fun? <laughs> well, there was some drinking involved. There was some dancing involved. <laughs> yeah, was, well, it's New Year's Eve. You're supposed to have fun. That's it. It's, it's living. Okay. Third time this week. I, be, I, I haven't been found guilty of having New Year's Eve too many times a year. It would be good. There's some bar. Was, where is that? Was that in Chicago, actually, where there's, it's New Year's Eve every night? <laughs> and Walt, every night at midnight, the... I like that, but I don't know. I've never heard of that. Actually, at Maybe Walt I Disney made World, they, they do that. They used to celebrate New Year's Eve every night. At they Pleasure, did? Yeah. At Disney Pleasure, World? Uh, the nighttime place, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Well, that's something you'd know something about, because it says here you're a member of one of New Orleans' first families. Uh, like the Marcellus's, the first family of music, and the Brennan's, the first family of food. Uh, the Skurlocks are New Orleans' first family of fun. Oh, that, that's a compliment. Uh, we try to be, but there's a lot, lot of good folks out there. But um, our family specializes in uh, children's entertainment, and most people know us for the inflatable amusement rides called Spacewalk. So that's what we do. We bounce along. I don't think a lot of people in New Orleans know that, that Spacewalk, otherwise known as the Bouncy Castle, was invented in New Orleans. You know, they, they really don't. They all think it came from somewhere else, but it's one of those other things that is a, another local New Orleans tradition like the Snowball or... Wonderful well, things here. People know yeah. about the cocktails and jazz. Did you guys know about the Bouncy Castle? Mm-hmm. I did not. You knew, Damien. How Damien, did you know? Yeah. Uh, specifically because, of, oh, sorry, specifically because uh, a relative's uh, kid was actually having a birthday party, and you know they. That's not that unusual, to. by the way. <laughs> so far. Um, well, the unusual part was they sent me to check out some things on the internet. And through looking, I discovered them. Wait a minute, that actually happened here. I didn't realize that. And it was another one of those, like, oh, great. <laughs> well, Frank's Reason number 517 why we love this city. Frank's, Frank's father invented the bouncy castle. <laughs> I got to see that list. Is that published somewhere? I'm sorry, uh, 5,017. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how did your dad invent it? He wasn't, he wasn't looking to to invent a kid's toy. He was like a physicist or something. Uh, that's correct. He actually uh, he worked for some companies like Schlumberger, Martin Marietta. He worked on the Saturn V program out at Michoud. And, um, actually, it technically started in Shreveport, and he was building inflatable domes for like swimming pools and warehouses. And while those were being inflated and they were pretty large, he watched the employees actually walk on them. And he said, well, let's build a containment device to actually have people jump on them. Uh, which actually is kind of kind of wild. They also have an, another thing that actually just broke this uh, this season. Uh, have y'all heard of Sector Six, the indoor trampoline center? Anybody no, heard of they that? took a forty. We have the largest. Uh, we're uh, we're not associated with it, but it just opened up. It's the largest uh, trampoline building in the world. Forty thousand square foot. It's in New Orleans. It's, it's uh, somewhere in the the Elmwood area. Uh, Do they sell pot, or you have to get high before you go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But in any event, uh, we have been inflating fun uh, back since um, 1959. 
and uh, we took a lo local New Orleans thing here and just expanded it nationwide. Most people don't, don't realize that, but you know, it's one of the things, there's so much great heritage and culture that comes out of New Orleans, have it be Mardi Gras music, drinking, food, whatever. It's one of those other cultures that just really makes the whole world go round. I mean, it's all, it's, you ever feel like the whole world like evolves through New Orleans like the river? Well, I always think the world revolves around me, but everyone thinks that, don't they? <laughs> I mean, it, it is truly amazing. Uh, I, I've been very blessed and fortunate to, to travel the world, and everybody knows New Orleans. Yeah. They, they really do. And, you know, you see your Tabascos. You see, um, last year I, I was in uh, uh, Shanghai, and it's actually a New Orleans jazz club at the Fairmont Hotel. With and it says on this, it's like Preservation Hall, hall yeah. in Shanghai. It's amazing. Well, I think they cycle people from New Orleans through there, don't they? I think Sasha yeah, Zelikowski was there for like yeah. three months, she told us. She was on yeah. the show a couple of weeks. There are a couple of places that have New Orleans jazz clubs. Uh, there's There used to be one in Seattle as well. There's a couple of uh, places around. Did you live in Seattle? Uh, visiting and spent some time there. And are yeah. these joints any good? Hmm. Or is it watered down, it's, diluted version of what it, we it, think it's, is... It's, it's New Orleans jazz. It's not like you're going to get New Orleans jazz locally, of course, but you know, <laughs> right. it's in Seattle. And once you've had the water in New Orleans, it changes your perspective on everything. It's like having French bread in Cincinnati. That is true. <laughs> that is so, true. Frank, when you say you, you say you travel around the world, what are you doing when you travel? Are you just having fun, or is this work? Well, no. I'm involved in a lot of things. My my family. Uh, I have um, three kids here. Uh, and they're actually currently running our company with the nationwide company, which are about 200 locations. And I'm working on more ambitious projects around. Uh, we're trying to really help build the family values here in New Orleans. Uh, I have a development company that's uh, put in a proposal on the Six Flags out in New Orleans East. We'd like to restore Jazzland. Uh, where, and that really takes an international backing. Uh, with it, it, Jazzland was pretty successful and it closed, of course, as we all know, with when Katrina hit. However, it was just out there all by itself, and we're trying to attract investors and hotels and resorts and water parks, so I'm going out and figuring out who these people are and asking them to come join us here in New Orleans. So you're going to put a Disney-style amusement park that, that is way? The, that is the goal. Jazzland That is the long-term goal. What if you put a zip line from the airport to Jazzland? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because we're also, um, I guess I can let this cat out of the bag. Jazzland's a real big project, and it's realistically, it's going to be at least three years before anything happens there. Uh, it, the whole development thing is going to be five to 15 years when it comes together. However, we're looking at some short-term goals, and we're actually looking at possibly doing some stuff like near Algiers Point. Okay. And one of the problems is getting the people to Algiers Point. Zipline. Uh, from the top of the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> Straight there. It's a one-way shot, and you take the ferry back. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, hope, um, you really um, go on a zip line, you get strapped in, and you, well, and you go zip down the wire from the top of the World Trade Center. There's some zoning codes uh, we need to work out, but it's yeah. all, you know. Actually, you, that's, that's actually been cleared before, and if y'all recall, back in the 84 World Fair, we had the MART, Mississippi mm -hmm. uh, Arrow River Transit. You know, that, that just goes to show how far ahead New Orleans really was, even though we're the Big Easy. That was in 84. Yes. And uh, What was it exactly? We had a gondola that basically went from the World's Fair over here to basically where uh, the Kern warehouses are on the West Bank. Mm -hmm. And there's a big uh, flag there, and it was a real special thing to be there when the fireworks went off at night. And at, uh, post the World's Fair, they actually tried to use that as a transportation uh, to have people park over there and commute over to the CBD. And it was just, it was really ahead of its time, and uh, we need to bring things like that back. I mean... Mm -hmm. 
we really do. Hmm. So it wasn't a ploy to stop the uh, the. The container ships from going up the river <laughs> to Baton Rouge. Like Actually, that that's in Baton. Bat- they they did that in Baton Rouge. Are you familiar about the the bridge up there? Yes, yeah, exactly. yeah. That and we're we're working on something like that to do. Yes, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, are you talking to the city about who do you talk to about this? Um, getting approval to let the people Jazzland property. Uh, well, the zip line across the uh, river. Well, well, there's currently a proposal out. There's several proposals for the World Trade Center building, and they want to put it in a hotel and nice and stuff, but. Uh, quite frankly, um, we would like to see it uh, restored to what the World Trade Center building was. Uh, it was—it's the very first World Trade Center in the world, and that is to, to bring in the the, the embassies, uh, commerce, and that's one of the things. As I, I was mentioning, I travel around the world. You know, we still don't have the Fortune 500 backing that we need and we should have, but yet there's so many great things happening with with the river here. So hopefully we can start getting these, these people to come back here, and we need to restore the World Trade Center and have it be an economic boon what for do the you, whole city. When you go to a meeting with somebody in another city and they've got tons of money and you want to get a hold of it to build this crazy idea with the zip line going across the river and then the Disneyland out in New Orleans, what do you say to convince them? What do I say? What's uh, the pitch? What's the sort of, you know? Well, we, we, we pitch the idea. We, we show them the demographics. And, of course, most of these people have already been to New Orleans, but they've been to the French Quarter side right. of New Orleans. And the sad news is there really isn't a lot of family stuff here. I mean, we don't, you know, uh, the good news is there's a kind of breaking news story right now of potential of a Dave & Buster's downtown. That could be awesome. Heard about that. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, a Dave & Buster's. Dave uh, & Buster. Oh, Grant. Yeah. You, Dave, you haven't lived, Grant. No, I don't know what it's that like is. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's an adult Chuck E. Cheese. An adult. For big boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be on Poydre Street. It's going to be 40,000 square feet. Um, it's where what? arcade games meets uh, gourmet food and billiards. And it's a very classy Well, we do have a Barcadia, which is kind of, you know, uh, a modern version or, or whatnot. But you probably so wouldn't think to bring your kids to Barcadia. Right. Have you been and to this? Dave, right. Dave Not during happy hour. Katrina, right. have you been to... To Barcadia? <laughs> no, the other place. Bucky Busters or what's it called? Oh, Dave and Busters. Dave um, and I remember Buster. Dave and Busters from around the Midwest years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you moved here from Chicago? I did. When? Well, late 2011 this time around, but I lived here for a little while before Katrina as well. So, but what, um, why did you leave the first time? I left because I went broke. I was in debt all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, That can happen happened? pretty easy. So, and what did happen? What were you doing that you spent um, all your money? I was, well, you know, I, I really wasn't, well, yeah, we were spending. We were spending. But um, I was working in the French Quarter at a wine bar at Orleans Grapevine, which is still there. And the summer came around and I just wasn't making a lot of money. And so by the time the winter came back around, it was time for me to go home and make, make some cash again. And then um, the idea was to wait out the summer, continue to make money in Chicago where I knew how to do it a little bit better and then uh, come back. But the, that was the year Katrina hit. Uh, then you got so messed up. Became a non-option for a while. Yeah. And then out of respect, I waited a good six years before moving back with my name. <laughs> yes. I was wondering about But that. your name is not spelled like the hurricane. The hurricane spelled with a K, Katrina, and your name is spelled with a C. That's true. And that's what I say when, you know, I introduce myself and I can I get that look and I know right away what they're thinking and I say What are they thinking? They're thinking, Did you just say that? Oh my God, what do I say? Uh you know. Am I supposed to say something like you're connected to the hurricane somehow? Yes, yes, and 
you know, that's um, typical. People say, oh, that must be a tough name to have or, you know, whatever. What about going with Cat or Trina for a while? You know, just lay low. Well, Cat's <laughs> cool. Um, but I already had friends here from before, so, right. you know, it just kind of was... Well, and, people and change their names all the time. I know. And I, I, I think... I want uh, to be known as Beverly. Beverly? <laughs> yes. Isn't that... <laughs> You don't people, look much like a Beverly. Get, people get used to that. Bev. <laughs> no, they just start That's calling cool. you, you know, Beverly. Sure, sure. I'm sure you, you could get used off. to calling me Beverly for the rest of the show if I'm asked sure. you, right? Would you like me to? Yes. <laughs> okay. And then I'll call you Cat. Okay, Beverly. Okay, That's Cat. Fine. All right. There's plenty of people in nefarious industries that do that all the time, you know. They're used to Stage names. This is the city for that sort of thing. Yeah, what would you like my name to be? (laughs) What did you think when you heard that Hurricane Katrina destroyed New Orleans and zero name? It was actually... I mean, not not how horrible it was, but I mean, the fact that it was your name. Did it change how you felt about it? It was very surreal, too, because, I mean, I was, you know, um, obviously very interested in how it was going to hit and watching it, you know, for um, days on end sort of pull into the town and at like everybody else, but with more of a... Um, you know, seated interest and because um, of your name. Well, because I just moved back too. Like I was, I was just here, and then I had just left, and then. Do you um, believe in the stuff like the universe was taking care of you that you left, and you you went broke, but actually you got out before you got it destroyed. It seems serendipitous. I mean, it was. Did you, you think know, that like th- the world revolves around you, really? <laughs> back to that. Yeah. Did you really uh, think okay that? It's okay to say that. Yeah. I thought lucky. I thought I was lucky. I thought I was. I thought I was lucky. And uh, and my boyfriend at the time had moved back uh, with me, and and so we were both pretty. And his name is Uh-oh. Andrew. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Nobody remembers that one though. That was a long time. Oh, and that yeah. didn't, that oh didn't, yes, we do. But mm. that didn't even Especially hit. Especially people in really? Florida. Yes. Well, if you were in Florida, <laughs> then you would know that. But that didn't really hit. Yeah, us. we got it here after. It route. missed us. It sort of went to well, Morgan City. It caught a bit. And there were several tornadoes and whatnot that oh, actually yeah. happened in a couple of places. Yeah. Were you in Florida, Damien? No, 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 no. I was actually here. I thought we got away with that one, didn't we? Well, yeah. I mean, but it was just like the the rest of them where you had a hurricane party and you didn't feel bad after the right. fact. But right. Katrina was the only one where it was like, ooh. We got caught. <laughs> yeah. So, Katrina, you want to, I mean, cat. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to bust out some beer? Yeah, what do you think? Because oh. you said you brought a backpack full of beer with you. Although Beverly doesn't drink, so... Uh, I'm not having any beer today, because <laughs> I'm not allowed to drink until Mardi Gras day. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Well, and Then um, I get an IV. I'd be happy to pull the backpack over, tell especially us, since y- we're talking about Chicago. The beer is, is uh, Chicago beer. So right. tell us about... Did you make this, do you make this beer, or what? No, no, just... Um, you just walk around with a backpack full of beer? Well, I represent them in this market, so uh, uh-huh. basically, yeah, I, I actually, you could say that I pretty much always have a backpack full of beer. Um, <laughs> that must be good or good bad for your lower back. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. my heart. <laughs> what a marketing idea for Mardi Gras. Here we go. Finch's Beer Co. Oh, look at this. Nice. nice. See, this immediately makes me ask the question, why don't oh. people make cooler cans? Why aren't cans cooler? This yeah, is these a cool are great. Can. The packaging is awesome. Yeah. Um, so these are some guys that I know just from being in the industry in Chicago for a while. And uh, Finch is their last name. So this is Ben and Mike Finch. And um, the their, their background is, is um, I think they met their brewer originally in, at the Art Institute where Benjamin was a student. And so that was always kind of part of the, the business plan was to have really kick-ass packaging and um and have an art sort of, uh, you know, undercurrent. 
um, along with the awesome beers. So, so we will not judge a brew what, by its cover. What is, yeah. it, what is exactly so good about this beer can? I can't see anything going on. I can barely tell what it is. Um, that's like a chimera. A, that's it's a, like a ram like about to kill a lion or something? Yeah, no, that's one one beast. It's a mythical beast. Oh, it's beast one beast. It's a two a chimera. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a chimera. Yes. So okay. How do you spell chimera? C H I M E R A. Oh, that's sh- like a. I thought that's pronounced Shimmera, and I thought that was like a something who you was like cultured a cultured swine. I thought that was like an apparition. <laughs> Isn't something that sh- a Shimmera is like an apparition, or do I get my screwed? Chris, help me out. Is that where Shimmer comes from? I don't know. Shimmer is a beer from Belgium. Look at all these beers! Holy crap! I'm gonna pop open the stout. Who wants a taste of the stout? That looks good. I'm gonna have to break my ban on that one. So the Finch, nice. Finch's Beer Company, um, so they're from Chicago, but they do uh, specialize in West Coast style ales. So you have West Coast ales done, you know, by Midwestern folks with that uh, water source and that kind of thing. It's a great combination. Sorry, Katrina, I didn't mean to open that beer so hastily. Open do you have it. a way of doing this? I don't. Yeah, uh, no. I didn't know if there was like a similar sort of thing where you. It's happy you know, hour. We're ready to drink. I think yeah. it spoke to him. <laughs> Look, so what are you trying? I brought all these beers. Yeah, this Frank, is great. which one? Oh, we can all try the same ones. I mean, we can just, oh, pour, yeah, just we got yeah. glasses Everybody's here. got a glass. Pour a That's sip. It. Yeah, help yourself. Uh, yeah, we'll do it like a tasting, a beer tasting flight. Anybody yeah. first? Absolutely. Okay, so Katrina, so you bring Stout's all good. Uh, Stout's <laughs> good. Stout's <laughs> good. So we'll start with the stout because it is the Whoa. seasonally Whoa. correct. Mm. Um, That's fine. Perfect. Thank you. And right. that one is... Do we, should we spit it out or can we swallow it? Oh, gosh. I hope you don't spit it out. Graham, you've got to try them. Graham can drink more than everybody here combined. So... She's, her opinion is worth mm-hmm. all of ours. Just take a swig off the, the, the can there, if you like. <laughs> uh, Madagascar vanilla beans that are roasted and um, actual beans instead of like an extract. So you get that nice kind of creamy. There's a That's little bit stout. of oils in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. See, listen to that beans. voice. This is what the voice is good for. <laughs> Isn't it? Frank, good things. Think I talk sales. about the beers a lot. Yeah. Damien, what Secret do you think as a professional stuff. voice guy? I think it makes you want to drink that beer when you hear this, doesn't it? Well, okay. Thank you. There are other so, factors that make me want to drink the beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was that. What do you think about that? I think it's really nice. Stout, stout's not uh, my alley all the time, but uh, as Katrina mentioned, tis the season. And yeah, that's a okay. really nice one. Yeah. Michael, what thank did you. you try? I tried the Imperial uh, India Pale Ale. What do you think? Fantastic. Okay. Anybody hate anything? Damon, what do you think about that one? Fascist Big Ale. Very good. Damien so, is drinking. Everyone loves it. What's, I am an Indian Damien? pale ale guy, so I'm going to try this. Frank, what have you tried? I have just tried uh, the chimera. The chimera. That's it. There chimera. You go. I cannot believe I'm that's not a really big the word. Beer drinker, uh, but it's nice. It's really it's delicious. Nice. Oh, isn't it, it is. It? It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, Katrina. Yeah. I mean, cat. It's unusual <laughs> for a woman to to drink beer, actually, or to no, to love anymore. to love beer. Yeah. I'd well, say so. I'll tell you that um, my background is in wine. Um, so, if you want to Jesus, get you're the perfect person for Hangover Destroyer. Because <laughs> that's a fatal combo right there, the beer and wine, right? No, beer and wine, everything's fine. Is it? Oh, that's yeah, hate. Ah, yeah. I thought the heap and the gro- the, what, the hop and the grape is what oh, messed no, you up. Beer no and wine, everything's fine. Okay, so ha- what's the cause of a hangover there? Um, well, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of anything, I suppose. But <laughs> anything bad. Yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> to that. 
I think it's dehydration actually is Amen. the underlying yep. cause. Yep. So if you that can stay what? hydrated. Are you serious? Yeah. So you can drink as much as you want as long as you have like some water? You know what? Thing? I remember the Kinda. first happy hour show I was on and there was someone yeah. who brought some beer in and uh, and they said that, that they always drink a water in between beers. And I said, well, I'd hate to do that because then I'd never get drunk. And But the, apparently that's a misconception. You can drink as much water as you want, but the alcohol that you put down is the alcohol in your bloodstream So if regardless. You of how much hydrating you're doing. But you're going to fill nice. up with a pint of... You have to drink a pint of water in between each one? I just don't know like how eight much, ounces. but yeah, say you drink a little cup of water in between every beer. I bet you feel a ton better, but you'll still be as buzzed or wherever you're looking to get. You but know? who can do that, though? Have you ever yeah, tried yeah. doing that? If you have a Michael, bladder. you're practically an alcoholic, right? I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried to quit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not alcoholics. We're from New Orleans. Yeah. There's a difference, <laughs> right? No, I mean, it, you know, you, t- you take some time off. You have to, you know. But I, I, love, you know. I think when you were on that show talking about donuts, you were talking about that you weren't drinking for a while, and you were saying how great you felt. Yeah, and until uh, is that true though? Did you feel for a little while? Yeah, and then it, then you then your brain crashes and you're back to like oh, I can't take the world anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a medication uh, in its own sense. Yeah. What's better, sugar or alcohol? I'm. I'm it's they're both sugar. <laughs> okay, well, I'll rephrase it then. What's better, sugar or sugar? I'll take I'll take sugar with the uh, with, with the, some sugar with the effect. So alcohol is basically sugar too. Maybe that's what screws us up. Sugar and proteins, you know. Uh, right. No, yeah, I think. I, I think but did you really quit to try and quit for good, or did you just? No, no, no. I just you just, just took a bit of time. Break, yeah, but I mean, you were raving on about how awesome you felt. Yeah, I did. So I did. why would you go back to drinking if you felt so great? Because you feel awesome there too. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, well, actually, it's funny because. Uh, if you want to bring back to the album, I wrote a song called "I Don't Want to Be Another Charlie B," and it's about Char- Charles Bukowski. And like, ah. if you if you embrace, you know, it's it's not a healthy way of life by any stretch of the imagination. But what being drunk constantly, or exactly, you know, and that's what he was, you right? Know? But I mean, and I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not a proponent of it. I don't do that myself, but um, I do love that the yeah. life. You know, it's just it's. It's something where I've realized I'm not going to be a father. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, what? this it's, why it's do you suburban. Just, Wait a minute. We need know, more you, kids in my business. You're not going to be know, a father? What's this I about? I, I'm getting up there, you know. That's okay. <laughs> it's never too late. You never know. You Look never at know. Edwin. It's Didn't Edwin Edwards late. have a That's kid true. when he was like 80 or something? We need customers. Yeah. Well, then I'll have to uh, look into Because uh, <laughs> you encourage him, Frank. But isn't, the, isn't the Bukowski thing the age-old story of, of creatives realizing that they get into a better headspace to create when they've had a few in whatever that sense is? In and, a way, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's they, they, mil- how many poets have died in the gutter, so to speak, because of that problem. But, you know, you call it a problem, or, or maybe if only you could manage it to the degree where you can get in that headspace where you're more creative. Well, that's the And exact then come point. back down, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So. You, know, you don't go too far, yeah. but you don't, you, sometimes you have to go far enough. I Being agree. able to walk that very fine line. Absolutely. Balance, yeah. So. Though tightrope walking when you're drunk is tough. Yes, you know, it is. But <laughs> it's what you got to do. It has to be a really big rope. What, what, <laughs> are, the people, really what big are the people rope. around you think is the question, though? It depends on who Is that really what the know. question is, though? Or is yeah, it that's about what it comes down to. About yeah, if you're an alcoholic, yeah. right, Michael? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say it really depends on how open you are and how they're willing to accept it. You know, again, Bukowski was completely open about it. Well, most people aren't, you know. <laughs> What's it, the definition like of alcoholism? Up, Pouring another beer. Exactly. When you don't really need one like that. Well, how do you know if you need one if, if, uh, if you're simply... What if, what if you have three beers a day? 
Is that an alcoholic? Cat? And, and you say you need it. If you I'm, need three beers a day, is that an alcoholic? Um. Say, I can't, I can't make this painting unless I have three beers a day. Well, you're a song. I don't think so. I don't think that that's <laughs> um, necessarily the definition. I, I don't really know. I mean, honestly, I think functional alcoholism is is uh, widespread and and for the most part mm. okay. I mean, I know that. We're not alcoholics. We're from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to think about it's that like sentence. It's like potholes. We're yeah. used to driving. You know what yeah. you just said? Mm-hmm. Functional alcoholism is widespread and it's okay. Um, yeah, that's I mean, a, I you're guess lucky. You should have moved to New Orleans a long time well, before I guess, 2011. Yeah. I'm in I, the business, so yeah. I think that's that's the part that I'm asking about is is you know is it is what is alcoholism? What is that? You know, to me, it sounds well, like an addiction. You mean according to the DSM five or something, well, or just a working yeah, definition? I guess maybe part of me is asking about the DSM five. Part of me is asking about what we're referring to. You know, as as alcoholism. You know, are we referring to the idea that this is how many beers I get into the headspace to be creative? You know, that's where I was coming from. Is like this creative idea where you've got the Bukowski that just took it. I don't know. Did he take it too far? He's famous, and he's got poetry that lives forever and he decided to live that way and die that way yeah and he, he embraced it and he died at 80 yeah I mean, but do you like, think he would have been a super talented poet and we'd be still talking about him if he wasn't no no probably not you know well, I, I don't know i don't i don't necessarily Did he have agree with that i think but he, i guess I think, there's I room the, for argument with that of course room of, i think the drive no matter what will still be there i think it's it's i think it was his vehicle and he chose to embrace that as opposed to something else. Maybe he, uh, when he said he his first drink, he's like, "That's it," you know. And that's when he knew he had his voice. But your song uh, is "I Don't Want to Be Another Child." Yeah, no, I don't. You want to play that, oh, by the way? Uh, no, I can't. That's a, a very aggressive song on us. Ah. I can't do that on my acoustic. Okay. Um, uh, but I can do another one. With we need oh, the other guys here you, for when that. You say and that. by the way, hi Randy and uh, hi Dale. Yeah, got it. <laughs> right on. But when you say when you say you don't want to be another Charles Bukowski, are you saying that you don't want to let that be your end, or that you want to quit altogether? You know, what, what I don't you want that to be my end. I certainly don't mind a balance. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think to be honest with you, if you want to hear a story about that song, uh, it was a couple of years ago. I was uh, hanging out with a girlfriend. Uh, we got into a fight. I ended up in a bar. Uh, I ended up sitting right next to a dominatrix, hanging out, talking to her for until four in the morning. Uh, the girlfriend that I wanted to be with, that I was with, uh, wanted to get involved in the dominatrix world. So I invited her down there. Long story short, we ended up at another bar in the afternoon on Sunday. And at that point, you know, there's too, that's when it goes too far. And all of a sudden, I'm with another friend and her, and we're talking a little boisterously. And the guy really didn't like that we were talking loud. Um, and so it ended up into a bar fight where, you know, I punched, you know, I, I threw him on the table. Oh, and Which was, guy was this? Uh, just some random just, guy. Just a person in the bar? Yeah, yeah. Just someone who was objecting he, well, to you talking to him. Yeah, you he, he was oh, very vocal him. about that. Yeah, he, I mean, what, it's, he's it's, in a fucking bar. It's a bar. It's not yeah. a library. Yeah. You know? <laughs> really? So, I never heard about anyone complaining. And that's, why about. I was, that's why I got a little upset. You know, I yeah. rough with my fetters, but I calmed down, and then he came back. And finally, um, because, you know, at that point, when you're, when you're that deep into, a, 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 let's say, a bender Dom- or whatever. Dominatrix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you go on, so you go on Bendis. <laughs> Pardon me? 
Well, I, I haven't done that in years. So, but this that, that was my last. That was your last big. That was my last. So you talk about drinking for day after day after. This is like you're, you're on Sunday afternoon. Now you've, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd gone home and you'd gone to church and then you went back and had another drink. <laughs> yeah. So you're just drinking all the way through yeah, the whole weekend. Much. Well, a couple, so by yeah. Sunday afternoon you're getting into a fight in a bar yeah. with some guy who says you're talking too loud. That's probably not what happened at all. I'm Did sure he didn't say that. He, it's what oh, you yeah. thought he said. You probably said something to him that was incredibly yeah. insulting. Probably. And then he said, fuck yeah. you. And then you said, hey, who are you? Just yeah, said, well, he insulted me. my girlfriend. So. He did? He did. Ah. So that's what happens, you know. And well, I that's not nice. Yeah. What did he say about her? Well, that part I don't remember because I was drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> so it might not have been insulting at all. Sure what I'm it saying. happened. It mm. happened. She told me it happened. So. Okay. <laughs> so you knocked him out or threw him around? Uh, and you got thrown out of the bar, I of assume, course, at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, and he was a big guy. He could have technically but uh, really hurt me. But, I mean... That's what happens when you get adrenaline and, you, and you're not paying attention to what, you know, because you can't, you know. Well, um, you make really bad decisions when you're drunk. That's the definition the of alcoholism, yeah. probably. Well, that, yeah. if you're well I, think, I think everybody makes a bad decision even when they're drunk, even if they're not an alcoholic. But, uh, but if we're looking for a definition of alcoholism, that might be when the alcohol is in control of your life when you're making decisions that yeah, you wouldn't cons- otherwise make. Yeah, 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 I would right, say if you're right. doing that consistently, yes, definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to? I think I'm about to put new signs in our inflatables about no <laughs> drinking allowed. I mean, this is a whole other dimension here. <laughs> oh, you had no idea. That is I'm going to just stick to children's entertainment. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no backpacks of beer and. Well, that would be the the, the after party of uh, the parents. Well, it's funny because one of my when you were talking about that, I didn't know that about you and the the whole inflatables <laughs> thing. And I have recent memories of like my adult life really enjoying. Uh, those products, like you watching the kids having so much fun, and then just deciding to like get in there and and um, enjoy it myself. And so it's funny that that came back up because I think it's uh, it's good for adults too. Well, yeah. one but of the, the newest things that we're doing is actually floating inflatables on in oh, lakes wow. and rivers that wow. are actually more for adult oriented. They're obstacle courses. They're Olympic challenge courses. I'll pull up a picture in a few minutes, oh, and there. Jeez, I'm feeling they, like seasick already, aren't you? They are <laughs> jumping around an inflatable castle on in a lake. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. Make uh, a deal with the Dramamine people. The, <laughs> the ones that are the kids, what we call the kids ones, are they strong enough for adults to bounce around in, or are you Abs- not supposed absolutely. to? Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't. You know, I don't think we've ever popped one yet. Okay. Nice. That's, that's the great record. Knock on vinyl. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of it. We, although, you know, the funny thing is we actually have an educational line that we're launching that is like we have air-inflated space shuttles. Uh, looks Neat. like that. It's a, it's a basically the kids go oh inside. God. It's a portable That's IMAX awesome. theater. That's uh, awesome. We have, a, we have a, an indoor a submarine. And these huh. are actually educational devices. We have a division called Eduflation. And <laughs> okay, and that's one, the best line of the day, right there. One of the did you come up in, with that? I, actually, I did. Uh, one of, one of the problems in today is kids just don't go touch and see. We don't go on field trips anymore. Liability reasons, cost reasons. So mm. we're actually bringing uh, these products into schools. Uh, we're, we're applying for some grants. Uh, we be, what, what our goal is is actually every school child in America between first and sixth grade. Uh, four times a year to have some type of an educational inflatable experience and it's stimulating should you know, be written you know, into the sort of curriculum from uh, central can, government you can know I, people indeed. don't realize and um it actually on june 3rd this year will be the 50th anniversary of the first spacewalk out of space now a trivia question Uh-oh. and i'll buy the next round on if you get it right all right well who was who was the person who made the first spacewalk 
not inflatable, but the real one, 50 years ago. You mean in space, floating around in space. Well, actually, technically it was a Russian, but the first American. Not John Glenn, but his buddy. The Russians did it first? I'll give you a hint. Um, His first name is two letters. (laughs) Uh, uh, Is it Cooper? No, that would be more letters. Two letters. (laughs) No, no, no. No, oh, right. Ed. Very good. Ed. Now it's a color. It's down to the colors. Ed White. There you go. There you go. I never heard of anybody called Ed White. Exactly. Well, you're a good uh, clue giver, I'll say that. There you go. That was the first person to walk in space. It it was. Have any of you all ever heard that guy's name before? First American. First American. American. Technically, it was Damien, have you ever heard that guy's name? Though? Yes, I yeah. have, but it's been a while. You also heard. My uh, guess was going to be Wallace Shirah, but I would have been <laughs> way off. Wow. Um, they're actually having an exhibit up in um, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum this summer, and um, that's going to be great to see. And that's one of the things also people don't realize the space program has basically been shut down in the United States for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here in New Orleans, it's coming back. We're yeah. building the different things. We're going to Mars from in New We're Orleans East, right up by your Disney World type project. It would be nice. That's what we'd like. Um, and we, you know, it's all about ex- exploration. It's all about being different. It's about pushing the boundaries, and that's one of the problems today. Uh, New Orleans doesn't have. We're not complacent here. The rest of the world is. We tend to we, we make trends here. You know, everybody kind of copies us. You know, except you know, uh, you know, we're our food, our po' boys, our, our Mardi Gras, or whatever. True. You know, well, we are the trend makers. I, we're not good at I, recycling. I, I have a real good question. Are there, are there any house rules in New Orleans? <laughs> House rules. You mean for the city or for just general behavior? Uh, the whole life. No, I mean, pretty I much anything goes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. do you, does anybody remember the restaurant in the French Quarter called Anything Goes back in the eighties? Yes. Graham was Damien. Damien knows everything. Yeah, that's a, we got to hang. That was crazy. We have got to hang now. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? You could eat in a teepee or a hut. Uh, <laughs> I've only been there once, and my dad actually took me there. My dad used to be in insurance and law enforcement, and so good combo. He would take his clients there from time to time. Insurance and law enforcement. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and it, dad went to Loyola as well, actually. Oh, there you go. And mm-hmm. it ultimately became the very first Rick's Cabaret uh, in the same building, the Penthouse today, mm-hmm. uh, Penthouse Club. But it, w- it was a great place back in college and high school for me. It was a great place what was what 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 could you do in anything goes that you couldn't do in it was a completely themed uh restaurant where all the waiters were it was basically living mardi gras halloweenish costumes every night then you would eat in environments which speaking of which and that's something i'm hoping to attract some developers i think has anybody been to the the madonna i knew you were gonna say the madonna the madonna inn i knew you were gonna say that we need a madonna inn in new orleans this i don't know about Okay, it is a themed hotel that every room is different. Uh, It's in California. Yep. And uh, what other city? We basically need to have a themed hotel. There's a wonderful hotel that's been sitting there vacant at the corner of Claiborne and uh, Canal Boulevard. Been sitting there dormant. No, for that's been eight that's years. been imploded. That place. No, it's sitting the there. The Palace it's, Hotel. It's no, it's right. Okay, that's where the that's the, gone, the medical center one. is. It's yeah. on the other side. It's just sitting there, that's waiting there to be developed. And what better place to do it than here in New Orleans? Oh yeah, I know what you're uh, Yeah, our, our development team. We have a lot of projects, but you know, one of the things that you know, as an entrepreneur, um, we can easily create ideas, but you got to put them into action, and it takes investment. And that's one of the things that's still very hard. Um, we, my role in my leadership position is basically to attract those investors. That's why I have to travel. And do you actually do anything? I enjoy I mean, life. No, I mean, really, do you do anything? Or you just you have all these genius ideas, big ideas. Yeah, are you just developing stuff all the time? 
Well, that's well. If he's traveling and talking to investors, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. But you well, know, it's you know what a great gig though. <laughs> traveling the world and seeing um, my on the radar right now is going to South Africa. We would really love to track the people from the developed Atlantis and Paradise Island to put in Atlantis and New Orleans East. Okay, I mean, it, it did flood. It, it mm. was underwater for a while. And just that, we don't have a resort hotel with a massive right. swimming pool, kind of like the Hard Rock in but Vegas. But you've got grown kids who are running the company for you. Yes, exactly. So you you got this whole money-making thing where the kids are taking care of it. Oh, yeah, it's great. So you don't actually do anything? I mean, you're running around coming up with all these awesome ideas. They have edge-inflation and have an inflatable submarine and an inflatable space shuttle and going to build Disneyland out in the east and when have I a theme s- restaurant on Canal Street and zip lines well, going across the river. I, I bring people together. I, I consider myself a self-appointed ambassador for the city and the state. I, I mean, quite frankly, one of the things I, uh, most people don't realize, and I don't know if I mentioned yet, I actually was fortunate to take an early retirement. In 2001, I moved to Orlando and actually lived at Disney World for 10 years. And that was, and that was kind of a bad idea because then I was hanging <laughs> around with all the Disney people. And while Goofy. I was trying to retire, my mind kept going faster and faster and bringing things together. And, you know, we've got so much opportunity here. This, by the way, and most people know that Disney World was actually supposed to be in New Orleans, not in Orlando at the That's time. That's right. And it's never too late to restart that. And we mm. need to attract people to come here. We, we can and should be the biggest invest, you know, tourist destination for families, not just adults, families. What was the reason they didn't build Disneyland out in the East in the first place? Politics. Somebody needed to be paid off back in the day. Yeah, and uh, actually in, Dis- in Disneyland in California, <laughs> most people don't realize that there's actually an area called Orleans Square. Yes. And that's what Walt Disney himself had a passion. And um, have you all ever been to Club 33? Club 33 is basically the foundation room, like House of Blues, but it's for Disney. And it actually flies under a state of Louisiana flag in California. Hmm. In Disney World? Uh, land. No, Disneyland in California. Disneyland in, in Anaheim. Anaheim. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, wow, okay. And that's where they have the Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's where the... Um, it, it's just all... Walt had a passion for New Orleans, but once again, going back to the creativity side and the difference in New Orleans, Walt actually followed the Bat family, the Bats from Pontchartrain Beach. The Bats were at least 25, 30 years ahead. Absolutely. Which, speaking of which, I'll say one last thing we move on, is that okay. we need to bring back the Bally High restaurant. Right on. And on the West End Lakefront. <laughs> Done. Belly high. Andrew, mm-hmm. you know anything about that? It sounds vaguely familiar, but no. Pontchartrain Beach. I was a musical, I yes. think, Belly High. What was it? It was a restaurant. It was a themed restaurant, uh, tiki torches, serious drinks, uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> mm. It was. I well, was too was young a- at the time, but I've heard a lot about it. Uh, so, but, but I hear we need to bring back. Belly High and Anything Goes. Yes. And Disney World out on the east. Yes. Zip lines across the river. From Bally High to Anything Goes as well. Yes. Just as a From Bally High to Anything Goes. Yeah, as a connection. That is a good, zip that's con- a zip line right there. Yeah. Hey, should we make these guys play another song? Seeing we're just yeah. going to sit here for another five, five hours yeah. hanging out. Drinking. Sounds good. We have a lot of beer to drink. And yeah. then, oh, oh, there's no beer party fouls. Good job. The beer wasn't open. Folks back home, the beer was not opened. It's okay. Everybody's fine. All right, I'm going to take my cheat sheets this time. If you're keeping score at home, zero open beers Okay, which one are you going to sing, Michael? We're actually going to sing this last one off the uh, the CD it doesn't get played much but, and that's especially why I'm using the cheese sheet because it's uh, it's like a metal, mellow little song right I uh, kind of snuck it in at the end of the recording session uh, it's called In This Garden In uh, This Garden okay. yeah uh, let me get, grab my guitar real quick okay yep I'm going to 
What can I get you? Can I borrow your pen? Oh, sure. I thought. Thank you. Yeah, we can cut this little bit out. Do you want to play something as well, too? No need. We could, though. Mm-hmm. Lead singer, what's her name? Katie, uh, Kate Pearson. Kate Pearson, what? thank you. Damien does it again. There you go. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> what were you going to write down? Cindy Wilson. I don't know. That was a trivia no, question you could have had. Oh, did I did I miss an opportunity? No, that would have been a great well, tri- I, I think we should have trivia questions. That, that sounds okay. wonderful. Okay, all right. Good idea. We'll have a trivia game. But after. the host won. Oh, I won that one because you told me the answer. I've never heard of Ed White. Look, <laughs> I don't know what we're editing out here or what we're not, but I did want to say yeah. your idea for the hotel on Canal. Kate Pearson uh, runs a um, a trailer park mm-hmm. in the Catskills. I've heard and of this. she's got like multiple themes throughout these different trailers that are just kind of like positioned in the woods yeah. as a trailer park. And it's like this kind of fantastical sort of destination thing and maybe she's the answer as far as an investor or at least a collaborator we need to talk yeah Kate Pearson or, or the Madonna Anna even you know That's hit him up the, and if you're ever driving from LA to San Francisco you'll see it you know it's it on the left going north there's champagne there's champagne cake Ooh, it, it's a timeless place absolutely Time. And by timeless, we mean like it never had a time. It's just <laughs> always gaudy and cheesy, but it's perfect in that way. It's got these big old boots. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Now it's the downside of uh, you know. You, I'm sure you're used to it. You know, there's so so much going into pr- producing an album, and then you're doing more work actually doing the business end and less of the. Uh, uh, creative and it's kind of lose focus sometimes so anyway uh once again this is uh in this garden
off yeah. the album from Piety to Desire. Thank you. Yes. The parishioners. Is that available to be like downloaded on iTunes? Oh yes, or? yes. Yeah, you can you can buy it on all. Uh, you can download it from iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon. Uh, you can purchase this at purchase purchase it locally at uh, Euclid and Louisiana Music Factory. That is awesome. Great Thank stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice indeed. It is quite different from the old stuff you were doing. Yeah. Thank well, you. I mean, I think if you, if you this, these are songs that are approachable for. Here. For I the older listener. You, yeah, I think. Oh, no, well, yeah, definitely for the older listener, but uh, uh, for for an acoustic setting. Right. Uh, I, I think a lot of their. Yeah, the stuff's rocked out more? Uh, yeah, I'd say they're, they're, the arrangements are a little more complicated. Okay. Not complicated, they're still simple songs, but uh, just. Okay, so uh, we can just go steal it or stream it. Exactly. The there's still a couple of, exactly. still a couple of rockers. There's plenty ways to steal yeah. it, so yeah. Yeah, and you're playing all around town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, As a matter uh, of fact, tonight yeah. we're actually playing at uh, the Hi Ho. Although so by the time definitely anyone listening to this has missed it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it was great, and um, yeah, you should have been there. Been Come to the next one. And yeah, they had awesome. free beer all night, too. Right. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. The parishioners is spelled P-A-R-I-S-H-O-N-E-R. Do you want to play nope. anything, Andrew? Actually, it's P-A-R-I-S-H-I-O-N-E-R-S. Parishioners. It is, too. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. I always make that mistake. There are a lot of people that do. A lot of people make that mistake. Do you own both the... URLs for that? The nah. wrong one as well? Like yeah. Untied and United or whatever? They I figure if they're going in the wrong way, they should. Fuck them. <laughs> if they can't spell person, fuck them. They don't need to listen to it. Andrew, let's make you play something. All hey, right. listen, by the way, cool. we've got squeezy balls here now. Uh-oh. Have you seen our new squeezy balls, no, everybody? Take a look. You should explain to the listeners what that is, Grant, because they don't have a visual. It's a, stre- <laughs> it's a stress ball that's, oh, a, that's a, a, a little, like, globe, map of the world globe, and it's got our logo on it. Makes it for a great dog toy. It's one of those, I have the whole world in my hand. <laughs> we just got them today. Damien, what do you think? In other words. Yeah, I like this. This is cool. It's a squeezy ball. Hey, is this Frank, a what would you, Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, cool. Frank, what would you call that in the entertainment uh, fun world? Wow. I've been calling it squeezy ball, I guess like bouncy castle. It, but You know, we have a bouncy that's like this, but no, this is the whole world in my hand. Um, I was just ah. going to say, that's what my thought was. He's got the whole world in my the whole wide world in his hands. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the little bitty babies in his hands. He's got the little bitty babies in his hands. He's got the little bitty babies in his hands. He's got the whole world in his He's got you and me, baby, in his hands. He's got you and me, baby, in his hands. He's got you and me, baby, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Well, actually, this is kind of working for uh, the song that I was going to play anyway. So, uh, okay. Frank, Frank inspired me to play my kid's song. Because there was this uh, school uptown that asked me to come play for them, and I, it was a preschool, and I realized like two weeks before it that I didn't have any songs for preschool so I decided to write a couple of songs and this is the song that I wrote and then I realized when I got there that it was great and everything but turns out you don't write songs for five-year-olds because they don't care (laughs) (laughs) but anyway this is what I wrote if you forgot the real difference between Halloween and Christmas you really ought to ask a little kid 
And if you're not quite ready to publicly eat spaghetti You ought to seek advice from little kids See, grown-ups are fine and well when you need jars off the top shelf And they can even usually pop the lid But if you got a simple question and need simpler suggestions You ought to seek advice from little kids now if you can't tell Stegosaurus from T-Rex or Brontosaurus You really ought to ask a little kid You won't find help in a thesaurus Now let's sing the simple chorus You really ought to ask a little kid <laughs> Now you might think me kind of clever for putting this song together But there's something I've not admitted Well, it's that I'm proud to say that at the park just yesterday I learned this whole song from a little kid <laughs> Whistle solo Okay, that's been the most fun show I think we've done, certainly in 2015, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and we had so song. much fun. Eight, Eight days one. into it. Eight plus. <laughs> and just remember, <laughs> kids are our future, so they're very important to ask questions. If they're lucky. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Take the handcuffs off. <laughs> you don't handcuff children, Frank. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not since you got caught. Okay, so I listen. Andrew, we totally fucked this up here. Look, yeah, what do we, we do? forgot to mention uh, anybody. We, uh, mention it now. We'll throw it in. You want it, you want some jingles while you do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> As he empties okay. the hi- hardcore yeah. chimera how into his glass. I'm sure that I love is, it. it okay. Can. How many beers have we, have we knocked <laughs> off here now? Three. Three only. Three, three English what? pint cans. Three English. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Are there, is there a pint on each of those beers? Mm-hmm. Which 16.9 ounces. Okay, you ready with a jingle? Yeah. Okay. Let me just take a minute to tell you that Happy Hour is brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. For loving care when you're not there, go to PetitePetCare.com and buy Basics Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street, near Jefferson Avenue and by Comic-Con in New Orleans from June, uh, no June, from January 9th to the 11th at the Convention Center. Congratulations to MLK, who was our VIP winner. And if you listen to this before or during January 9th to the 11th, come out to Comic-Con at the Convention Center in New Orleans and say hello to us. We'll be there. We have a booth. It's booth number 816. Andrew's going to be there. Maybe. I'm going to be Oh, come on, dude. You said oh, you would be there. there. <laughs> Graham's going to be there. And uh, I think a lot of other of our personalities here from itsneworleans.com are going to be there as well. So come join us. See you there. You'll see us in our usual attire. Which is as fantastical as uh, all the other... Are you going to wear an outfit to that thing? No, I'm just... No. You're supposed to get dressed up as some sort of a... Frank, do you have anything I could borrow? There's a certain yeah. element to... <laughs> there's a certain element of dressing up as plaid. It's, it's awesome. And <laughs> as what? Plaid. Plaid. We've, we've got plaid. I'm wearing plaid now. I see. I thought, I thought, so are you. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot so of plaid at the table. A, yeah. No, there's only no, three of us. Polka, polka dots. And, and polka dots. Andrew's in plaid as well. 
And that's so Happy Hour for today. Thank you so much for joining me. My guests have been Katrina Cerny, Frank Skurlock, Michael Kane, and Damian Williams from The Parishioners, which has an extra eye in the middle. And uh, yes. our producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. Our theme music is normally written and played by Mitch Foreman, but today our theme music going into the show was written by Damien Williams. Going out of the show was written by Andrew Duhon. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around a very tiny table and stay upright after way more than three beers, by the way, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. You can also listen to many more happy hours there and check out some other shows we make here at itsneworms.com, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, where It's New Orleans, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Those photos were taken by the fabulous, talented, and bearded Douglas Engel. If you're listening to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app you like better, thank you so much for subscribing to us. Stop everything you're doing right this minute and take one second to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for Andrew Duhon on guitar for Graham DuPont, who's actually at the bar right now, believe it or not. She's been there for about the last 15 minutes. Who is that guy she's talking to? Do you have any idea? Never met him in my life. For everyone else back at the INO office and around the table here at Wayfair, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. <laughs>